0: Welcome all my fellow freedom fighters. I wanted to give you just a little heads up here before we get into podcast number two for cash flow to freedom and let you know there is a little overlap from the first podcast. I'm going in once again about uh, moving over to a passive income basis and the changes for that and kind of how my income was drived before we moved over and built out our real estate portfolio. I think it kind of helps give context, but there is a little overlay, but I hope you can still pull out a lot and get some things that are applicable for you in your own life. All right. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks. So how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth, and live life on your terms? That is the question, and here's the answer. I'm A.J. Osborne. Welcome to Flow to Freedom. All right, everybody, welcome to the second episode of Cashflow to Freedom. I'm super excited about this one. It's what I would call a foundational podcast. Now, moving forward, we'll have everything from guests to some co-hosts that are going to come on and help out. But for this second episode, we want to make sure we lay a foundation of what's important, what the purpose is, and how it can help you. First of all, we are looking to help others get the information and tools they need to create a process to have real, lasting wealth. Now, there's many different avenues that people to take to get that, but there are core principles that people use to get to their end destination. What you're trying to do is you're trying to essentially find the path that's best for you and your opportunities that may lay out, then find out the means by which you'll get there, which is your wealth vehicle, as we call it, what's going to take you to get, to get there and how that process looks and works so you can craft and use those principles in your life. This is not quick stock trading. This isn't speculative. Uh, we are looking for cash flow. And there are really fundamental reasons for that. One being that in your, your financial vehicle, no matter what it is, compounding your returns is the gasoline in the engine. It's what takes you there. It's how you're going to get there. It's the whole principle of it. This is something that I like to lay out and talk about. It's the difference between, you know, either buying yourself a job or having it or investing and running a business and achieving the results that you need. So one thing that I always struggled with early on and I didn't quite understand was how investing made people financially free. The reason being is, is because I thought you throw your money at the stock market, you maybe invest in a piece of real estate, and at the end, my $10,000, you know, I do really good and I triple my money. Okay, that's $30,000. And then now I guess, do I do it again? Do I put it in? And can it result in those same things? And how that all works and how that all looks. There is a very, very big difference between investing and a process of wealth. And the wealth process is what we're going after here. We want to talk about foundational principles and to how to not only create and find your wealth vehicle, but how to get into a position where you can take the opportunity um, to capitalize on it. Now, one thing's for sure, and one thing that I truly believe, that without cash flowing strategies... You can't get there. You lose the compounding effect. You need to have a strategy where you invest or start a business that generates capital and you can reallocate that capital at a known return. Let me give you a few examples here that we're gonna go into and talk about a lot more. But some people they think of financial freedom, they save up some money, and they go and buy a franchise. And they think that this is going to generate the financial freedom that they've always desired. And always looked for but the only problem is is that actually what they do is they invest and buy themselves a job it ends up not being financially free because they have to work every single day they don't make money if they're not working lots of times they make less than they would have made at their job and they definitely take on more risk now they're frustrated they don't understand they said I, I I'm doing it the way I'm supposed to I'm, I'm investing I'm starting a business why isn't this resulting right? Why, am, why aren't I getting the results that others seem to be getting? So why, if I invested in real estate, uh, how, how do these other people get to a place where they never have to work again, or they have millions? Um, and this startup that you're on your path, um, you can get from you know, A to C, but they stagnate and they're just not able to get, uh, get to that end destination. We're gonna talk a lot about that. We're gonna talk about putting yourself in a financial position in which you are able to capitalize on that. Um, Everything from debt practices to really what seem like basic financial principles like budgeting, things like that. But for me, I had to learn a totally different way um, and realize that what I was doing when I started out wasn't ever gonna get me there. Uh, Me and my wife were very, very good at saving we were very good at living dramatically under our means. I was good at sales. I could generate a lot of income. And uh, we were on this path where we, we lived really below our means. We both worked. My wife had a baby. I was uh, in sales and insurance. And it was going great. We um, were able to save tons of money. But years down the road, we were doing the same thing. We were saving money. And I was working on sales. But as my income grew, even though our savings grew, it, it never matched a place to where I could walk away. In fact, my misguided beliefs led me to believe that me being a salesperson working for my clients, that I would go out. I'm my own boss. I work on my own time. I'm independent and I'm free. It took me a long time to realize that that was not the case. In fact, as i increased and increased my income all that followed it was an absolute direct line associated with the amount i had to work and my freedom got squeezed my freedom got squeezed in two fundamental ways my freedom got squeezed first off on time i lost time which is the most valuable asset It's the one that matters. It's uh, what we're all really searching for. And second was, I was squeezed from opportunity. Now, this kind of followed one and the same. Because I was working so much, I did not have opportunities to capitalize on anything else that I was doing. Now, because I was earning um, high amounts and I was good at what I did, uh, I, I didn't really tackle a lot of these issues until it was too late, until I had to learn the hard way. And that is today's story. It's how I shifted and transitioned onto another path. So I'm going to break right into it. As I was working like crazy, doing great, having lots of fun doing it. I love, I love my job, and I loved working with clients, being creating solutions, working with a lot of people and working with team members. We were trying to expand and grow our, uh, our brokerage business. And we would do this in ways through going out and just making manual sales, which I did. But one thing that we did, and I thought, you know what, I really want to try to move over and shift to where we can compound our results. We can get more effort for a bang. And I thought if I sold businesses and brought them on, that's way more efficient or, or not businesses. But if I went out and I sold competitor and we purchased them, it was way more efficient than me trying to sell individual clients every day. I could just go buy a block. So we did that. And the first two times it worked really, really well. They were small blocks within our region. We were able to grow and it, it worked good. They stayed on. Our, uh, the people we brought on were great. Then the one event that happened that was my ultimate mistake that I made we purchased a business where the individual went out and screwed us and he tried to, he went back and took the clients after we'd already paid for them, ended up in a lawsuit and didn't work well. We lost a bunch of money, but it wasn't so much the loss of the money or the time spent, and the lawsuit and stress or anything like that. It was hard that I realized. What I realized was even though I purchased, I went out and we bought, we paid this guy for those lines of revenue. And then he simply went back and took them. The lines of revenue just left. And that was when I learned a very fundamental principle that I could not compound the results For revenue streams in which i didn't actually own or control and i looked at the business entirely different after that point because i had to work my tail off to keep the clients and grow that revenue and two in order to compound it we had to take mass uh, mass mass amounts of risk Um, we had to pay a lot of upfront money if it worked and if the clients stayed which all clients leave and it became to what i refer as the treadmill Now, we all know what this is, right? You get up, you go do the same thing, and you're just staying in place. And although I was in a good place, I made great, I loved what I did, made great money, my wife was happy, we had kids. You know, it's hard to even say that I was complaining, it's not, but I believe the ultimate goal is progress. So I wanted to move forward, I wanted to grow, I wanted to learn new things, have new opportunities, I wanted to get better. And most of all, I wanted to become financially free. Not owning those revenue streams was devastating. It meant that we were always trying to replace them every single time they left. I was constantly getting fired and constantly having to get a new job. Now, this may be in a long time, right? Sales, you always got to make it up again. So, but ours was residual. We'd sign a uh, client on; they'd pay us monthly. So this revenue may stay with us for three, four years, or our actually average was like eight years it was a long time but the point being was we had some huge clients that made up a vast and they were gonna leave and then we'd have to spend years and years and years just to replace we really did hit a ceiling hit the ceiling of effort um, that we used we had a few scenarios which we could go down to try to grow the business and stuff and none fit us none worked good and I realized I was on this really nice treadmill but it was a treadmill and I was stuck I was stuck and there wasn't a good alternative to move forward. And with the future moving forward and how it looked with the landscape, not only was I not moving forward, I was most likely gonna move back. This was a hard realization and it was one of those look in the mirror situations and realize you're not who you quite thought you were, right? You're not where you thought you were at. And I had a time where I was spending some time with this guy and he made far less money than i did but he obviously was in a much better position than i did i was he was financially free and he had opportunity he could do what he wanted and i'd become a slave to the business i'd become a slave to my clients and uh, that's when I, I i figured i i got to change this and i realized the problem was the mechanism in which i thought was taking me to financial freedom. It was the business model. It just wouldn't get me to where I was trying to go. Now, this business model did help us where we were trying to go. It produced the income and it produced the things that we wanted to start and create another financial vehicle that would actually get us there. And this is important, right? Because you may be on a treadmill, you may be on your job, they're making money, You may be making good money or you may not be, and you need to find another treadmill that's going to make you better money. So then you can create a financial vehicle and you can start investing and molding yourself into that to get you where you're trying to go. Now, one of the basic principles of the vehicle that was wrong was the fact that if I did not own the revenue streams, so I always had to work to gain that same revenue stream. Whereas we found a different asset, a different asset class that once we converted that asset, once we bought it, revenue streams would come in even without us working. And this was a separation of time and money. That is the most important thing when understanding your path to financial freedom. If you do not separate your time from money, you cannot compound your returns. And if you cannot compound your returns, you cannot get to where you're trying to go. And that brings me back to the franchise model. So not that all franchise models are like this. We've invested in franchises, had them, some aren't like this, but many people get into a franchise and what they do is they actually buy themselves a job. So they go into the franchise, let's say it's in the service industry like I was. Maybe you're an accountant, maybe you're a lawyer, right? Well you're high paid, but you're only getting paid if people are paying you. You know, Even you look at people that may buy a gym, which was a franchise that we had, they go into it, they're running the gym, but they can't afford to pay somebody else to run the gym. So instead, once again, they just bought themselves a job. Yeah, they're their own boss and it may be a step up and that may be a great move for them, produce more income, right? But that is not the vehicle that is going to take them to where they're truly trying to go. And that is to separate that income from the time. Now, if you do like we did, we bought a couple franchises, but our underwriting was very careful because it had to produce enough income to have someone else run it, then also disperse that income back to us so we could redeploy it and do it again. So you separate your time from money, you have a compounding strategy, and then you have to scale And that's really what we're focusing on. So first, you got to get yourself in a better financial position. We're talking lowering debt, make more money. That may involve a lot of things. You know, save what you can and begin to prep yourself because you need time and opportunity to create your financial vehicle. So when we're starting at the beginning, we want time and opportunity. Now, this time and opportunity, this may be two totally different things. So this may be weekends and nights, right? And I did this for a long time, Uh, most of my twenties. It I was very different from my friends. I was not going out and playing. I was not having a lot of fun. I worked, Uh, even though I liked doing what I did. I worked all the time, and that was intentional. That's what you have to do because I needed that time, and I needed that time to get where I was trying to go. And I knew that obviously in the future I'd reap the rewards for it. So. If you have a job, right, and you need to create a financial vehicle, you need to accept the fact that you're going to have to work weekends and nights. Now, you're also going to need opportunities for that. Opportunities generate from people that you know. Opportunities generate from capital on hand. If you want to invest but you have no money, well, you don't have any opportunities to invest unless you are going to go out and find people that you know or funds and you're going to raise capital but that's really hard to do if you've never done it and don't have a proven strategy. Not a lot of people want to give you money. So you need to create a position where you surround yourself with people that can help you on your path and generate and will help you understand and see opportunity. Then you need to be generating income. You need to be saving. You got to live underneath your means. So then you have cash on hand, to then take advantage of those opportunities. So then you'll have the time, your nights and weekends, you have cash on hand, you have people you know that can help you. You're pulling out resources like this podcast and books to understand those opportunities and find that wealth vehicle. Once you get into that wealth vehicle, you start out and you gotta find a wealth vehicle that separates that income from time. You can't buy yourself a job. So what you're gonna do is when you find income, you're gonna look at uh, income that cash flows. This may be starting a business, and this may or this may be investing in real estate which we're going to go over both first and foremost my favorite cash uh, my favorite financial vehicle is real estate i own several businesses but my main focus and my main wealth generator is real estate real estate is what saved my financial life and it's what it will too i cannot control consumers and i cannot control industries Whether they like products and services, whether industries and technologies change, I can't control that. So those things can all go away where real estates create a foundation of stability, growing wealth and income back to me, which then I generate into more. But with that wealth vehicle, you need to have something, whether it's a business or real estate, that it generates a return that is above expenses, right? It's profitable, but it's not just profitable. It's paying for all the tools that need to run it. You need to pay for managers, whatever else you need and then you need to be able to reduce your time that is spent on that business or on that asset class down to enough to where that extra cash flow that is spinning off that you can take reinvest at a known rate of return this is important so once you get to this point then you take that capital this capital you don't we're not talking about capital that you throw to stock market right and say well this is going to be great you throw into a savings account you give a buddy You know, you get a quick tip. No, we're talking about the first process in your financial vehicles that you can repeat. My wealth vehicle is storage facilities. So we turn around a storage facility, we buy underperforming assets, we fix it up, we improve it, better management, we and we turn it around, we increase the wealth, and we dramatically increase the income. We take that excess income and I buy another storage facility, right? We do the same thing, turn around, now we have two sources of income. We take that income, we deploy it back in. I know what I can do. I know if I buy this asset that performs X, I can turn it into X. So every time I buy it, I turn around, I do it, and then I take that capital and I redeploy. We're at over a million square feet. We're in the top like 0.8% of storage facility owners in the nation because of that simple tactic that's worked for us. It continues to work for us i'm able to deploy that excess capital at a known rate of return so i'm not gambling we know what we're doing and can be repeatable time and time again now that may mean i'm buying a storage facility a year but in 10 years i may be buying three a year because i have so much capital and this is where the compounding the more you do the more you layer it in the higher that disposable income, the more opportunity you get. You have management teams in place to do this. You work on the business, not in the business, and you help that compounding effect. You separate your time money. If I go to Hawaii, nobody can fire me. My storage facilities cannot fire me. They just keep running. They keep producing income, right? We have a great management team. I have three partners. We work on it. You know, When I was in the hospital, when I was fully paralyzed, my income grew and my wealth grew right? My partner goes to Hawaii for a month. Doesn't matter. We have a team of people that are running it. We all go to Hawaii. It doesn't matter. Our our people are running our business. We have a management team plus our asset teams. That income comes in. We get back and I look at redeploying that income again at a known rate of return to compound our efforts to grow. And this, this is the pathway because we're searching for not only freedom, but we're searching for progress. And this is important to understand. Your end destination may not be sitting on a beach. Now, For some, it may be. Me, no. I go to Hawaii, five days later, I'm actually ready to go home. I'm done. I'm, I wanna get back to work because I like progression. I like to be better. I like every day to grow, to expand, to help other people. We hire lots of people. I have charities that I work with. We, we have lots of hobbies. I have four kids. I love helping them. For me, it's about progress. That is freedom. Once I've separated my time from my income, I can capitalize on all those things. I can do those things and I can grow. I can help others achieve their goals. And my business is still growing. I'm not sacrificing one for the other. I'm not piling up a pile of cash. And then hopefully at 65, I can then deplete that cash and then there's enough there that lasts me until I die. That is. Fundamentally makes no sense to me at all. Or I just wait till the end of my retirement and I've reduced my liabilities enough to where I'm getting my social security and maybe a little bit of cash flow and I can just live on it and hope that nothing goes wrong. I hope when I retire, what's going to happen is my businesses will keep growing. That capital will keep being redeployed in a known rate of return. And every year, my business, my family, my partners, my employees will all do better. Progress for me is freedom. And that's what I'm shooting for. Now, once we get some of these foundational principles figured out, you can go back to the start and you can see from A to Z, you can see how they all tie in. Now, businesses act as steroids into this process. If you can generate or if you have businesses that generate cash flow and high cash flow and they can be scalable, things like that, obviously, this is, that's an absolute steroid into the wealth process that can jumpstart it. That's my favorite model. I have a wealth vehicle and I have an income vehicle and I pair those two things together. That was essentially what came, was the idea of bitter. This is what came to to me. I thought we were doing good on the income side, but our wealth side was dismal and we weren't getting freedom. And I said, we got to pair these two things together. We need to have a income vehicle, but a wealth vehicle. Not that our wealth vehicle didn't produce income. It does and it did. But we put, put those two things together. We can allocate more capital back into it, compound it even faster and we can grow it. So it's not only sustainable by itself, but our, our business produces enough income to pay all expenses, to do everything it needs to do to function. It pays us very, very well. Plus it pays this excess amount to redeploy and reallocate it and own rate of return. When you first start your wealth vehicle, that's not how it's going to happen. And it took years before we were able to get in a position to where it could do that. It couldn't afford to pay us because I needed that capital to deploy so it could grow, so it could compound out those efforts. So when you start out, don't quit your job or don't lose that source of income because you're going to need time. Your wealth vehicle is going to need to grow, it's going to need to build. As your margin as that income builds, if I know that every year I need $100,000 to redeploy into this business, That it's or uh, this uh, wealth vehicle, I'm gonna have to have my job. I'm gonna have to have the wealth vehicle. Both of those incomes together are gonna need to produce that. Maybe I only need fifteen thousand dollars a year, but let's say I'm have you know three duplexes and I'm trying to get into fourplexes or an apartment building. I gotta work because that income from those duplexes aren't gonna pay me and reinvest capital into it. A lot of people they talk about oh you get you know three properties and you're financially free. I, I do not like this model at all. That means you quit your job, you lose skills, you go there, you're in a downturn, you have increased vacancies, then all of a sudden, not only are you not financial you're out looking for a job. And basically, what you were on was a limited income. We do not want to be there. We we do not want to be there. We want to be, we want to have a wealth machine that has growing income and can produce and grow itself on an ongoing basis. So Those two things, when you have business income and you have more of the passive income, but the wealth income redeploying, it grows, it grows until it gets to a point, covers all the business expenses, pays you nicely. You get to do all the fun things that you want to do. But plus, there's this increased amount of income that's generated and deployed back into your wealth vehicle. That is the A to Z. This is the roadmap. This can be achieved in some different ways, and everybody's opportunities are going to be different, but the principles are the same. That's what we're going to go over. That's what we're covering. This is what it's all about. It's getting from where you're at to that end destination. And it's using the capital and opportunities to fuel that. So I hope that this was helpful to give you a big picture. That way, as we're moving forward, every single episode, we're diving down into the individual different top topics and concepts that you can look at those and see the whole picture. One of the things I think lots of problems have there. Our people have is the shiny object problem. I know I do. I'm very interested in events. I'm very interested in people that are successful entrepreneurship, investing stuff. So I want to learn, and that's good. You want to learn. You want to do all those things. But remember, it's a process. It's not a one-time thing. There is nothing that you're going to just go out and it just makes you free. It's going to make you wealthy. You need to build processes and systems that can get you there. So that's, that's the goal here. Now I hope I hope you can see better how you can go down this path, how it puts together and it fits in. Whatever vehicle you choose, we use the same concepts and we'll talk about all of them and getting your path. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today. I can't wait for the next one to dive down really deep into these different financial vehicles, the pros, the cons, helping you figure out which way you're going. And then further on, once you do have your financial vehicle, how to make this thing run, how to get it so it doesn't break down on you and how it can actually get you to your final destination. Thanks so much. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more and feel free to check us out at with the 2 freedomcom or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also, if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.